welcome, everybody. It's time for Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and challenges of manufacturing here in America. Brought to you by your hosts at All Metals and Forge Group. With your hosts, the nuts and bolts of our show here today, welcome Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Hey, guys. Back with you on Manufacturing Talk Radio today. Lou, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You're chasing all over, everywhere, and gone. I can't keep track of you. Uh, I only made it 20 minutes before showtime. <laughs> I started at 7 a.m. And you're headed to India, and you're headed to China. So, uh, you know, for a company your size, you're doing some exciting stuff. I'm moving around. And we actually have a surprise uh, at the end of the show, a surprise announcement about our show at the end of the show. So all you listeners are going to have to stick with us for the 50 minutes and uh, listen for our uh, surprise events. So, uh, Tim, without further ado, I'm going to do a little postscript to uh, last week's show. Go for it. Uh, We had uh, Craig Revere, president of uh, Revere Media, who spoke to us about the content of websites. And according to Craig, uh, all small and medium-sized companies need to have a website uh, basically built from scratch, not from one of those uh, freebie templates uh, that are always available or from their their 14-year-old grandson who would put together some kind of teenage website. The templates uh, often limit the ability for SEO, search engine optimization, uh, content for the search engines like Google. Uh, Companies also need to keep their uh, content current and add new content whenever possible, including text, pictures, graphics, videos, and so on. Craig will be uh, our guest again on Tuesday, April 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We didn't have time to finish the show. Uh, SEO and content is uh, not a one-hour event in our world. It could take years to develop, so we'll try and squeeze it into two hours. So tune in then and learn more about improving your site so it will show up higher in the search engine results pages. Uh, and uh, we have a couple of news points that I'd like to uh, discuss, uh, our news tidbits. Um, it seems as though, uh, and I don't want to take away Brad's uh, thunder, but it seems as though that uh, the ISM number again has gone up, and I'm not going to talk about that. I'll leave that to Brad. Uh, China manufacturing, however, has uh, changed a bit in March. It's gone down. They're having a bit of a problem in their economy. Uh, They may even need to uh, create some financial support for uh, the country. Uh, The uh, latest on U.S. manufacturing jobs uh, seems as though they hired more people in March uh, than they thought uh, originally, and including January and uh, February. So things seem to be really going in the uh, right direction. Um, just to talk about one or two specific industries, uh, aerospace uh, manufacturing, which is a big profit uh, uh, industry in our country, has really uh, taken off. Not necessarily for uh, California, which was really the seat of uh, aerospace industry in this country, 
uh, actually between the years uh, 2002 and 2012. Unemployment in the aerospace industry in California has dropped by almost 22 percent. It seems as though the big winners is uh, South Carolina, Alabama, Georgia, and uh, all the big big boys are there, Air, uh, Airbus, Gulfstream, Boeing, uh, General Electric, and so on. And it uh, seems as though that they have cheaper labor and... Uh, less problems and good uh, state benefits, like no taxation. So uh, that's it for my uh, little bit of news tidbits, and uh, I'll give you back to Tim. Oh, that's great, Lou. Thanks. Uh, We're really excited today to have Brad Holcomb back on the show. Brad's been our guest several times talking about the uh, Institute of Supply Management's uh, report on business. That's the manufacturing report on business. He's the chair of the Institute of Supply Management uh, Manufacturing Business Survey Committee. Brad, how are you today? I'm just terrific. Thank you. Speaking again from Dallas, Texas, where it's a lovely day. Thanks for being on the show again, Brad. Oh, my pleasure, always. We have a good report to talk about today. It looks great. Why don't you, uh, why don't you get right into it, Brad, because I see the numbers up and uh, everything seems to be moving in the direction of your original uh, December 2014 forecast. Right. Uh, The number is up and consistently so for the first three months of of this year. This month, it's up a half a point from February to reach 53.7%. And we saw all five supporting metrics uh, or indexes over 50% as well. And those five, as a reminder, are new orders production, employment, supplier deliveries, and inventories of raw materials. So a nice uh, balanced report with everything pointing up and to the right. Oh, that's great. Now, just to remind everyone, as, as Brad has educated us over the months, this is uh, each month is really a buildup of its own. Uh, so this 53.7 represents a 30-day period, uh, and it's a, all positive news. Um, Brad, maybe you can go into some of the comments that the respondents uh, have said back to you on your report. Yes, the the comments are are always quite interesting to me because they represent sort of the, you know, the inside look, if you will, and a look ahead in many cases. Uh, Whereas, as you just mentioned, the data represents this month or the current month relative to the last month. But we hear some and see some insights uh, for the near term in the comments. Uh, One from the paper products industry, which uh, covers a a lot of territory, seeing improvements in the overall economy, hearing strong bookings in residential contractor and home repair work. So that's our first comment uh, from the panel. Uh, From fabricated metal products, uh, which you are all interested in and certainly relates to transportation and the auto industry. The quote is, first quarter business still strong. Uh, from petroleum and coal products, business beginning to heat up along with the weather. Uh, and speaking of the weather, it, uh, it certainly feels in this report that, uh, you know, the, the terribly bad uh, 
winter weather is behind us and spring has sprung, if you will. Uh, more comments from transportation equipment uh, and, and others from transportation. Business is good, and we are optimistic that borders will continue to come down at a decent pace. So there's a particular example of sort of looking ahead, if you will, because, of course, our manufacturers see their order books over a horizon of perhaps several weeks or even months in some cases. Brad, uh, I, might interrupt just for, I might interrupt yeah. just for a moment uh, to support what you're, you were just saying. Uh, it seems as though that the Texas manufacturing business activity, as put out by the Texas Manufacturing Outlook Survey, uh, the month of March, their, uh, their numbering system, which is different than yours, rose from 10.8 to 17.1. Uh, so those oil guys are really beginning to roll in it. So yeah. I, I thought I, I'd I just share that, that with you. Exactly. Um, I believe that that particular one is put out by the Dallas Fed, uh, who are good friends of mine, and, and uh, we talk from time to time. Your, their numbering system is, is different, but essentially it provides the same kind of overview uh, in their case of Texas-specific. One uh, that I'd like to share also from the computer and electronic products is starting off, uh, sorry, year starting off very good, outlook very bright for 2014. Another one from chemical products. Export orders are picking up. Volume is improving, although pricing and thus profitability are still challenged. Domestic business seems to be holding uh, steady despite earlier predicted declines. And, and there are others as well, but I think uh, our listeners will get the idea that uh, things are looking uh, positive from the perspective of our panel of some 350 uh, procurement uh, professionals uh, in uh, 18 different industries. Brad, just to put my two cents in regarding the forging industry, uh, the first three months of this year has been a significant uh, improvement uh, for us uh, over last year. And uh, March, in particular, uh, was a banner, uh, banner month. So manufacturing from heavy industry, fabricated metals, uh, uh, construction, uh, off-road construction, mining, and so on, certainly seems to be uh, following suit uh, along with your numbers. Now, as I mentioned, the five supporting indexes are all above 50. Let me just go over those quickly from our manufacturing at a glance table in our report. For those who have uh, access to our report, and it's always available on www.ism.ws. Uh, first, new orders, which is the uh, engine that uh, drives this train, is up 0.6 percentage points to 55.1. So it's growing faster than last month and growing for 10 consecutive months. Next is production. Uh, last month it was at 48.2. I think suffered. Uh, considerably from weather conditions. This month it's up uh, 
from contracting last month. As I mentioned, it was 48.2 last month, I think largely due to the weather. So this is a nice uh, rebound in production. Um, employment is an interesting one. Uh, you, you've mentioned earlier in the broadcast that uh, you posted some reasonably good numbers. That is the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, up, uh, I think, 190,000 or so uh, for the month. In, in our case, we're showing that employment increased over last month to 51 it's at 51.1, which means it's increased over last month, but at a lower rate than the previous month, which was 52.3. Nevertheless, it's still growing, only at a slower rate, and it's growing for nine consecutive months. Now, the fact that ours is sort of down from a rate standpoint, yet the Bureau of Labor Statistics number is up, there, there could be some, some t slight timing issues in terms of our respective reports. And so it's, I'll make a point here. It's important to look at the month over month, which we're doing now, but it's also equally important, if not more important, to look at the trend. Employment in manufacturing is growing for nine consecutive months. Uh, the next of the five uh, supporting metrics to the PMI is supplier deliveries. That came in at 54, down 4.5 percentage points from last month. So it's slowing. Supplier deliveries are still slow. They're still trying to catch up, but not quite so much as last month. Uh, but it's good when we see in this type of growth environment that supplier deliveries are above 50 or slowing because it shows tightness in the supply chain, which is, you know, is generally good and indicative of, you know, a busy in a good way supply chain all the way back to our suppliers. And finally, uh, inventories of raw materials uh, stood pat at 52.5. So growing at the same rate as last month and growing for the second consecutive month. And as we've seen in the past, inventories of raw materials will be up and down around that 50 mark uh, pretty consistently in a, in a relatively tight range. And that's because our, our manufacturers are very, very good at managing raw materials inventories uh, to meet uh, current and future needs. So that's an overview of the, the five supporting metrics. Uh, very solid uh, report. Again, everything above 50, uh, equally weighted at 20% each, uh, all adding up to 53.7 as the PMI, uh, up uh, half a point from last month. Uh, Brad, uh, we received a uh, email from one of our listeners just a moment ago, so I'm going to have to go back two topics ago. Uh, the, it's John from uh, Chicago, Illinois. He's asking if the increase in manufacturing unemployment having to do with increase in business or having to do with increase in reshoring of business back to the United States from overseas. 
Well, in general, it's due to um, an increase in in business, um, and that could certainly, and I would say, does certainly involve some degree of reshoring, which we hear more and more about. I can't give specifics because that's not really revealed in our in our report, um, but certainly. Uh, we, we hear stories of, uh, of new production uh, in the United States that was previously offshore. Oh, that's great. Uh, Reshoring is, I'm sure, going to be a hot topic. And uh, as we break for a commercial here, we're going to come back and talk about, uh, going to have Brad step out of the report for a minute and, and talk to you about something that's upcoming in May, uh, at which I'm sure that topic will be discussed. So let's take a quick commercial break. The Institute for Supply Management, or ISM as we refer to it continually on this show, is a not-for-profit educational association that serves more than 40,000 supply management professionals with over 150 affiliates throughout the world in over 90 countries. Their mission is to enhance the value and performance of procurement and supply chain management practitioners and their organizations throughout the world. They do this through a variety of things such as educational programs, research, standards of excellence, and information dissemination, including the renowned ISM report on business. For more information on any or all of their activities, simply visit their website at ism.ws. That's ism.ws. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. And a quick shout-out to our sponsor for this show, which is All Metals and Forge Group, an ISO 9001 and AS9100 registered company. They provide manufacturing and industrial companies with quick price and delivery quotes and clean quality forgings for everything from aircraft engines to gear blanks and downhole shafts, hubs or subs, you name it, they can probably stamp it out for you. Go to steelforge.com and send us your RFQ for any open die forgings or seamless rolled rings, anywhere from 20 pounds to over 80,000 pounds. That's all metals and forge group. And now back to our show and the upcoming event. Dare, dare, I, uh, dare I preface it by saying it's an event coming up here in May? I'll let uh, Brad tell us about what's happening uh, May 4 through 7. Brad, go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what ISM has coming up. Yeah, so a very exciting time for us at the Institute for Supply Management. Uh, we are holding our international annual conference uh, this year in Las Vegas coming up on uh, May 4th, which is a Sunday through through that Wednesday, which I believe is the 8th. This is a time when procurement and supply management uh, professionals and executives uh, convene to listen to keynote speakers, uh, to attend 
numerous uh, conferences and workshops uh, and to uh, also just meet and network with their colleagues. Uh, and what a fine place uh, to do that in, in Vegas this year. Last year it was actually here in the Dallas area and was highly successful. Uh, we typically will have between uh, 2,500 and 3,000 uh, professionals uh, from around the world, uh, many, many international. I would say a third of those people come from many parts of the world, and so it's a very exciting time. Uh, this year, our featured keynote speaker is T. Boone Pickens, uh, the oil and gas entrepreneur, and he is speaking on Monday, May 5th uh, at the luncheon, and his uh, talk is entitled Powering America's Energy and Economic Future. And uh, who better to speak on that subject uh, but T. Boone Pickens. Uh, also, we have uh, another keynote speaker on Tuesday, May 6th. Uh, that will be in the morning, and his name is Mark Zandi, Z-A-N-D-I. He's the chief economist uh, from Moody's Analytics. And he will talk about uh, the business survey, which we're speaking about, and economic outlook uh, for the future, both domestic and uh, global. Uh, his talk actually follows the presentation by myself and my colleague, Tony Nieves. I am, of course, the chair of the Manufacturing Survey Committee. Tony is the chair of the Non-Manufacturing uh, Survey Committee. Uh, Tony and I will make a presentation on the semi-annual report, which will be released uh, that same day, Tuesday, May 6th, which is a refresh of the forecast for this year, uh, the first semi-annual report uh, being uh, released uh, last December, which was our first outlook for the year. So. Following our relatively brief presentation, we'll hear from Mark Sandy, and uh, Mark is uh, is someone that uh, we're very anxious to hear from, of course, along with Tebu and Pickens. And then on the lighter side, because we also like to, to have some entertainment and fun, uh, we will uh, have the Second City, a world-famous comedy troupe, uh, and they're uh, they're they're their gig is called 50 Years of Funny. And so uh, there you have it, an annual conference uh, featuring, you know, literally hundreds of workshops on various subjects that our participants uh, select up front and, uh, and enjoy. And those are all presented by uh, people uh, among us uh, in the profession for the large uh, part. Uh, and uh, I've done a few workshops myself. We, we generally pack the rooms and, uh, and uh, things uh, seem to, to be very much appreciated by the participants. I'd like to uh, mention one thing uh, uh, also that uh, Manufacturing Talk Radio has been uh, requested to uh, give an uh, give the radio show and do some interviews and video interviewings at the conference. So uh, we appreciate that uh, opportunity, and uh, we look forward to uh, uh, 
seeing all the people that you've been mentioning, uh, Brad, and uh, uh, we'll see him again on our show. Absolutely, and you will be uh, a part of what we're what we're doing right now is is clearly growing. Uh, what's already the largest uh, procurement supply chain membership group uh, in the in the world. We have about forty thousand members worldwide, uh, and as I said, it's it's growing because supply chain, of course is now notably prominent among all companies and uh, including all industries in manufacturing as well as non-manufacturing. Now, we also have, for you listeners, some exciting announcements which we can't share with you today, but will be coming out of the show. Um, I think there's one uh, coming out uh, for ISM. I think there's one coming out from Thomas Nett, who will be at the show. And if any of the other show attendees, the exhibitors, have any major announcements, we encourage you to get a hold of us at Manufacturing Talk Radio, and we'll be glad to make your announcement uh, over the Internet airwaves, which, of course, goes out globally. So with that, uh, Brad, why don't we jump back into the uh, manufacturing report for March of 2014. Um, Let me uh, continue with our manufacturing at a glance table and just talk a little bit about the other uh, associated metrics, if you will, ones that we look at independently and don't uh, really parlay into the TMI, but there's certainly, uh, you know, some to, to be considered in terms of what's happening in manufacturing. Customer inventories of finished goods is at a very low level, 42, down four and a half points from last month. It's considered too low and quite a bit too low, which is really more good news because now there's a propensity for customers to to reorder and restock, which will result in, in new orders, more production, more employment, and so on. Uh, next, prices of raw materials is at 59.0, down one percentage point. Prices are still increasing, but at a slower rate. And this is quite normal for this time of year. I think as, as all of us in the profession know, suppliers come in and negotiate their pricing contracts, generally speaking, early in the year like the first quarter, and so increasing prices at this time of the year is, uh, is quite expected. And we're seeing at a, at a fairly nominal rate, so you know, no concerns at this point about inflation or, or anything close to that. Backlog of orders is also quite interesting this month. We talked about new orders being up. The backlog of orders, which is sort of old orders, is up 5.5 percentage points to 57.5, growing faster than last month. And so here we have uh, real uh, workload for production in terms of the backlog as well as new orders to – see a continuation of strong production numbers over the next few months on that basis alone. And then finally, uh, exports and imports uh, are at very good levels, 
Tech Sports up two percentage points to 55.5. Uh, those are largely finished goods, so the world likes our finished goods, as they should. Uh, imports is largely of raw materials. That's up a point to 54.5. Uh, we like uh, raw materials from abroad. Those two metrics combined show that, uh, in general, you know, the world economy, uh, as seen through our eyes, is uh, is moving along uh, quite nicely. It looks, okay. according to the report, uh, the overall economy growing faster at 58 months. That's that's really quite a trend. I guess I didn't realize it was growing for that long a period of time, Brad? Yes, we go back to um, the uh, recession, if you will. Uh, the, the last time we were under 50 was July of 09. So, you know, August is really the time where we started to, to emerge from the recession, and we've been uh, positive uh, ever since. And we hit 50 uh, exactly a couple of times uh, last year in April and May. And then I, I put my marker on January of, of 10 to sort of be a reference point as 2010 being the first full year of our recovery. Uh, and things uh, have been looking north uh, since that point in time, of course, with some some bumps in the road and some fits and starts, uh, but nevertheless uh, moving in, in the right direction. And, you know, four years hence, we're actually in the fifth year from, from that point. It feels like our, our legs are a little bit more sturdy and our, our knees aren't shaking so much. Yes, I think that's uh, kind of the sense that I'm getting from the industry as a whole. People have been cautiously optimistic in the fourth quarter of last year and probably into the first quarter of this year, but there seems to be a bit more positive news in the media in general about manufacturing and the economy as a whole. Lou, uh, anything on your end that uh, reflects that as well? I don't hear anything on you, Lou. You must have your mic off. Uh, yes. On, uh, in the automotive industry, I noticed that uh, Ford, Chrysler, and uh, Toyota reported their sales for uh, March uh, at a six-year high. So clearly uh, people are out there spending money, borrowing money, uh, putting themselves in hock. And, you know, if you're not in hock, you're not a good American. So uh, it's uh, one of the good things that's happening in the automotive, uh, automotive sector. Uh, Brad, uh, Brad yeah, it's, any? It, 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 it's, it seems to me just kind of building on that, and this is really a, a personal comment, uh, that, you know, automotive uh, – in the United States is an illustration of, of some of the things I've been talking about. You know, growth, uh, consistency. Now we're seeing all-time highs uh, being reported in terms of sales, etc. That we really, in this country, make some good stuff, and I think the world, uh, you know, continues to take notice of that and appreciate uh, our products. That shows up specifically in our exports of finished goods, but uh, again, to me, that's an example of us making some 
you know, very, very fine uh, world standard products. Brad, is there anything in particular in this report that was a surprise over over last month? I noticed that, uh, you know, customer inventories at 42, I thought that was kind of a remarkable number. And production. Well, production was, was a, a pleasant surprise, and uh, I mentioned that I set uh, my anchor for, for certain purposes on January of, uh, of 2010. That 7.7% increase in production is the largest uh, since that point in time. In fact, I have to go back to July of 2009 as we're sort of coming out of the recession to find a higher number, which was 12.7. So, yes, yeah, 7.7 was certainly what I would say a pleasant surprise, uh, and I'm always uh, pleased to see all supporting metrics uh, above 50 as well. I think that bodes quite well for the months the months to come. Uh, another thing in terms of, of references, if you will, that I'd like to, to share with the audience is that to provide some perspective over time, of our number this month, 53.7. I'm going to give 12-month, uh, 24-month, and 36-month averages of our PMI uh, to relate to that 53.7 number. Over the last 12 months, the average was exactly 54.0. Over a 24-month period, it was lower. 52.8. Uh, over a 36-month period, uh, 53.1. So if we look at the 36-month average of 53.1, we're above that, 53.7. And I, I expect that we'll stay in that range and, and probably, you know, edge up uh, a little bit, uh, although obviously we can't say for sure. But the environment feels right uh, for a continuation of the trend that we're on. Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, and customer inventories fascinates me. I had a chance to talk to a steel supplier down in uh, Texas. That's, they happen to serve the oil and gas industry. And they found themselves a bit short on material to supply because they've been running very, very lean Everybody's been running very lean after the 2008 event, and even a slight uptick in business kind of cleans them out. So interesting to see customer inventories take uh, take that kind of a number. I, I fully understand the 42. It just makes sense that everybody's running very lean right now. Uh, uh, yes, Brad, indeed. Brad, uh, from a, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Brad. Uh, no, that's fine. Go ahead, please. Uh, from a technical uh, standpoint, in terms of averages and flow of uh, the financials uh, that we've been talking about for months, and I've been watching the uh, ISM uh, multiple decades, and one thing I, I clearly noticed that the trends seem to go in long runs. Uh, they, you don't seem to see radical uh, upticks and radical down ticks. Uh, is that something that you can concur with or give me some clue as to what the average looks like on a run of either up or down? 
Uh, yes, I've actually pulled up a chart from from, nine, from January 1980 to kind of look at the at the patterns. You know, there's I, I can't quite you know read from this, but we're on as we said a, a what a 58 month uh, run or since uh, the recovery of uh, of the middle of '09, and there have been you know, longer runs, you know, one preceding the, the recession, which was, you know, 08, 09. It looks like it was for, you know, five or five or six years in, in positive territory. And then going going back, the cycles uh, seem to be a bit shorter. And I, I'm not an economist. I'm an engineer. So I'm just looking at, uh, you know, the chart. Uh, which, uh, by the way, you can find historical information on our on our website as well, if listeners would like to do some some research, either with respect to the PMI or any of the components uh, as well. But uh, right now we're on a we're on a good run, and uh, it's not the longest run, but it's uh, it's kind of somewhere in between. Brad, we're going to take a, a quick break for a commercial, and then we're going to come back and kind of wrap up the show here. Um, so let's let's uh, slip out to a commercial quickly. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.com. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else. And that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News and World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. And a quick shout-out once again to our sponsor for today's show, All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open-die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless, and tool steels. Even nickel, aluminum, titanium, copper, you name it, they can do it. Just go to SteelForge.com. That's SteelForge.com. 
All right, back to the last five or six minutes of uh, the ISM report for this month with uh, Tim, Lou, and Brad. Uh, you had mentioned, I think I misspoke the dates, so I just want to make sure our listeners uh, have the right dates. The dates for the ISM show in Las Vegas this year are? They are uh, May 3rd through May 7th, actually okay. May 8th. So it starts on a Sunday and uh, continues uh, for the next several days. Yes, indeed. And uh, I was going to mention, as, as, as we spoke, T. Boone Pickens is our keynote speaker this year. Uh, last year it was uh, Ms. Condoleezza Rice uh, from Stanford and notable credentials, obviously. And so that's uh, what we treat our, our conferences to uh, each year. There's still time to register on www.ism.ws, so please join us if you can. That's great. We we certainly encourage listeners to get out to the show. Um, Lou, you had a couple of comments as well. Well, we're certainly looking forward to being at the uh, conference as well and doing our uh, radio show and video interviews and so on. At the moment, I'd like to just... uh, point out again that our April 22nd show will be again with Craig Grovier doing a part two to uh, his SEO uh, uh, program and uh, we will be broadcasting again for the next show after that will be at the uh, ISM uh, conference in Las Vegas Hotel Casino Um, we're certainly going to have a a lot of fun there, I'm sure. Uh, we may even get to the conference floor and get away from the tables. Tim? Uh, Brad, anything uh, that you'd like to share with our listeners as uh, we wrap up this uh, March report for the ISM? Uh, yes. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to delve into all aspects of this report, even in uh, in 45 minutes. There's a, there's a lot there, and I would... You know, again, encourage your listeners to, to delve in and delve into their particular uh, industry, which you can sort of parse uh, uh, some of the data uh, out and get a real feel for how your company is doing relative to a relevant peer set. Also, uh, we have commodities up in price, down in price, and in short supply listed each month. That's a fairly dynamic list, and it will tell you uh, a lot of things about, you know, why things are in, in, in short supply or why inventories are down or, you know, more importantly, perhaps, where the opportunities might lie for people that negotiate uh, prices within their companies from suppliers. If, uh, if a commodity is, is down in price, uh, for some consecutive months, you know, look at the longer-term trend and perhaps seize an opportunity to, to buy when things are down. You know, this, this month we show caustic soda, copper, natural gas, uh, some steel products uh, down in price. Uh, and uh, in short supply, we find uh, helium, uh, which is utilized in, in many different industries in, in short supply. So, again, there's a lot of, uh, you know, insights that one can gain by, by looking at these lists 
by looking at trends broadly and with respect to your individual industry. Oh, that's great. Uh, Lou? Uh, yeah, I'd like to just point out uh, one last uh, note before we uh, say goodbye to this uh, uh, show today, is that uh, our engineer, Paul Roberts, will have the um, online version uh, on uh, manu on manufacturedtalkradio.com by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today. Uh, and if Paul is listening, uh, I'll repeat that. <laughs> 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today for those who did not get to hear the whole show. Uh, thanks all. Brad, thank you very much again. We look forward to seeing you uh, in a couple of weeks. And, uh, Timmy, we'll, uh, we'll be talking. Okay, uh, just a quick wrap-up. Uh, what uh, Lou is referring to, by the way, is that our show, although it's uh, live here on the air, is also a podcast that people download uh, from the Manufacturing Talk Radio or MFGTalkRadio.com. For reference, uh, all of Brad's previous shows are also at MFG Talk Radio. And we certainly look forward to uh, talking with Craig and also uh, speaking with Brad again on the show floor. Uh, in the ISM conference in Las Vegas. Thank you, everyone, for listening again to Manufacturing Talk Radio. You've been listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. With your host, Tim Grady and Lou Weiss. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.